This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. In a book on influence, Dr. Robert Cialdini of Arizona State related a story from a jewelry store owner. There's a line of jewelry, I can't talk today, which wasn't selling well. So she's getting ready to go on vacation, so she was leaving things for people to work for her to do. And she said, cut that line half price and try to get it sold because it's not moving. She went on vacation and she's in a rush, and you know how sometimes in a rush her instructions weren't clear. And when she got back, she was surprised. Number one, all the jewelry was gone, but they didn't do what she had asked. Instead of halving the price, they doubled the price. And the jewelry just sold off the shelves. You know, I tell that story, you say, what's that have to do with anything? What we think about something and a thought we have is pretty strong to us. Society tells us if it costs more, it must be better. So therefore, the jewelry sold. People didn't question so I, I tell that story to tell there's power in our thoughts. And our thoughts are influenced by different, from different places. Our thoughts are influenced by people we're surrounded with, our experiences and what people teach us. And, uh, and even some of what we believe might be right for us is how we develop our thoughts. And in today's world, uh, uh, we need to understand that thoughts are powerful because the thoughts we have lead to action. <laughs> action could lead to habits. Habits to lead to who we become. So we're going to spend a little time looking at the power of thoughts and how they can affect us. The definition of thoughts almost scared me off <laughs> when I looked at all this. I almost went, wow. Uh, how do you really put a thought in definition? An individual act or product of thinking. A developed intention or plan. Something such as an opinion or belief, an intellectual product to be organized with organized views, principles of a period, place, group, or individual, the action or the process of thinking, serious consideration, recollections, remembrances, reasoning power, and the power to imagine, and the power to imagine. Where do all these thoughts come from? They're derived in our brain. And I looked at some scientific stuff and I just, I'm not even going to try that. Because our brain's complicated, very, very complicated. It's wired and got neurons, and they wire paths, and, and can, you can remember things that you didn't know you could remember down deep in your brain. So we need to understand that things that we put, the thoughts we have and the things that we think on and the things that we read can really influence our actions. We read in Proverbs 23 and 7, For as he thinketh in his heart, so was he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. We need to train our minds by following God's plan he has given to us. If we're serving or being obedient to God, this will keep our thoughts on things above and not of the world. Have you ever wondered how a worm got inside of an apple? Did it eat its way in? There wasn't a hole on the outside of the apple if you look at it a lot of times. 
There's, there's more than one way, but one way a worm can get in an apple, an insect comes by and puts it on a blossom, lays an egg, and that apple forms around it. And then when the egg hatches, the worm eats its way out, and a lot of times that fruit falls from the tree. Our thoughts can influence our actions. Just like the egg laid in the, the, the blossom, an egg can, or, or a seed can be planted in us with a thought, <laughs> and it'll eat you from the inside out. And before you know it, it's eating at you just like the apple falls from the tree, you may fall from the tree. So we need to be very careful uh, of how the thoughts that we have, of the thoughts that we have, and keep the thoughts on above and not of this world. We need to keep our thoughts on obedience. For, his, for the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but the mighty <clears throat> through God to pulling down the strongholds, casting down imaginations on every thing that exalts of itself against the knowledge of God and bringing forth captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, in our lives, we're surrounded by people and things that can influence us, us in, in a positive or negative way. Anything or anyone can cause you to, that causes you not to be obedient to God's word is a negative influence. And we're hit up and, and bombarded with so many things sometimes that our senses are dulled with right or wrong, between right or wrong. An example is when I was growing up watching TV, you saw a bedroom. How many beds did you see? Two. <laughs> you never saw one bed in a bedroom. You watch TV today, I would nearly say the way they rated TV back then to today, we'd be watching R-rated movies on our TV station in our living room. Our senses get dulled. And if you're not probably offended on a daily basis by something somebody says or you hear or you see on TV, our senses might be dulled and we might need to check and get back on the right path because we might, the society tends to dull us and draw, try to draw us from God. We need to beware of worldly thoughts. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy or vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. <clears throat> we, we can get information instantly. We have it at our fingertips. Uh, we have to be able to determine fact from opinion because many opinions are presented as fact. You know, there's advances in the way we obtain information is a whole lot different than looking at an encyclopedia. And we can't be deceived easily. Our God needs to be the Bible, and we need to study so we can live in a world without becoming worldly. <clears throat> we read here our surroundings can influence our thoughts in Exodus 32. <clears throat> and when the people saw Moses delayed to come out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which we shall go, which shall go before us. For as up for as for this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings, which are in the ears of your wives and your sons and your daughters, and bring them unto me. And the people break off the golden earrings, which were in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. He received them at the, and he received them at their hand and fashioned it with graving tool, with a graving tool. After he had made it into a molten calf, and it said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. <clears throat> and Aaron saw it. He built an altar before it. Aaron made the proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And he rose up early in the morrow and 
offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. People sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down, for thy people which thou brought us out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. <clears throat> they have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed thereunto, he said, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. The children of Israel had been surrounded by the Egyptian uh, traditions, and they had idols for the time when they were in captiv captivity. In Moses' absence, they began to revert back to what they had seen and what they had known, <laughs> not what they were told to do. And I, you picked this story out because we're talking about people that had seen the plagues. They'd seen the miracles of God, and it didn't take them long to revert back. So there's a danger in every one of us, from the youth to the, to the old, older Christians, we have to always understand the influences around us. We have to know God's word and be looking for things above and not of this land. Thoughts had been placed in their minds when the Egyptians had enslaved them. Thoughts of the world, not God. And we have to be vigilant and not let these world, world, words and the world creep into our lives and erode the beliefs in service to God. <clears throat> training and study is very important. We read, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Study to show that self-approved unto God, a workman that needeth to be ashamed, brightly dividing the word of truth. We need to teach our children because just like the seeds that are planted, like the egg that was laid in the blossom of the apple, seeds can be put into our children, and, and, and when they get older, they're not taught right. They, they will not go to God. They will go to the world. And we need to continue to study throughout. There was a story that I found. I don't know if it's true or not, but I'm going to use it as an illustration because it was unknown. <clears throat> A 20-year-old girl had been brought up in a, with a rich life. She had rich parents and was brought up, fine things. Uh, mother taught her how to uh, go to the functions that were for royalty, basically treat her how to be special all her life, <clears throat> things of this world. All of a sudden, uh, uh, sickness, illness hit. And when the preacher came to the house and began to talk to the, the young lady about death, Dying, eternity, salvation, she trembled with fear. Well, she brought up knowing everything in this life's good, happy, look at what I have, and then things that make you happy in this life. That's how she'd been brought up. She asked to go get all of her nice clothes and brought them in here, and she looked at her mother and said, You gave me all this nice stuff, and you taught me the happiness is what we can have here and how we handle it here. You never told me about God. You never told me about the salvation. You never told me about eternity. We didn't talk about that. You brought me and taught me this. He said, why didn't you teach me about church? <laughs> why didn't you teach me about God? She basically rebuked her mother and got on to her mother because we're not teaching her this. Because all she knew was the things, that, the, the fine life she was living then. And then a few hours later, she passed on. Can you imagine that feeling the mother had? Can you imagine the feeling of the people that, and let's don't say mother and child or, or son and child or children, people you know, 
that don't know this, that don't know to study, they don't know about salvation, they don't know God's plan. We need to do everything we can to teach God's word to the people, to the children, to the people we know that haven't been taught so they don't fall into this young lady's uh, situation at the time of their death. People influence our thoughts. He that walketh with a wise man shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. And then we read, be not deceived, evil communications corrupt good manners. Our surroundings do affect us more than we realize sometimes. We need to surround ourselves with people doing the right things, godly things. Fill our thoughts with knowledge of God's word and let that be our guide. We had some students, and I don't know if I told you this one or not. One time he got in some trouble, had to go off to a place for a few months. And when he got back to school, I was meeting with him. And he was a different kid, eyes bright, happy. And I said, man, I'd love to see you this way. Real personable kid from uh, the whole time. And we rock along. He's at school on time and doing everything right. And about two weeks later, I start seeing he's late, <laughs> not coming. Another week goes, we talk to him. He says, I'll get here. I'll try to do better. Another week goes by. Uh, then he's he just not coming. And he's starting to act up. No smile on his face. Kind of look hollow in the eyes. You could tell something was wrong. And I just couldn't fathom how, and I talked to him, you were doing so good, you felt good, you looked good, you acted good, and you liked how it made you feel, because he's, he's a good person. And he, I said, I can tell you like that, why are you doing this? Why are you going back to where you were that led you to some place you didn't want to go that took you out of the home? He said, you don't understand, you just don't understand. And I said, well, tell me, try to make me. He said, you know, y'all might have Wednesday night spaghetti night, family dinner. We get together on Wednesday nights and we do drugs together as a family. The surroundings, they would bring them down. I don't know where the kid, he checked out of school. I don't know where he ended up, but it was, he was a good kid, a good person. But he couldn't get out of it because of his surroundings. So we need to always be careful who we surround ourselves with because people can influence our thoughts and take us away from God. <clears throat> we need to let God's word guide our thoughts. Yea, and, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer perse persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise under salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. Continue living the way the scriptures teach us to live. The world is full of deception will constantly try to get you to doubt your faith. We need to let the persecutions and trials strengthen our faith and continue to resist the devil, and he will flee us. We need to continue to gain knowledge of the word, and this influences our thoughts. Ye therefore, beloved, see ye know these things before. Beware, lest ye also, being led away with error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. We need to grow in grace and knowledge throughout our lives. Desire the word like an infant desires milk and, and let the word help us grow as Christians, just like the milk for the infant. There are many false teachers in the world. Continuous spiritual growth will keep us, keep our thoughts on things above. 
Seek wisdom with faith. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally and unabradeth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave in the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Wisdom can be detained when we seek it faithfully. We cannot be wavering back and forth between worldly thoughts and godly thoughts and trying to live in the world and, and live for God. We need to seek wisdom from above and let, your, and let your thoughts be on doing God's work always. Jeremiah had, we read where he had thoughts of doubt. We read here, then the word of then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto nations. Then I said, I, ah, Lord, God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. The Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto, unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Jeremiah had doubt, said he was too young. Many of us sometimes have those excuses, I'm too young, I'm too old, I don't know enough. Someone can do it better than me. We sometimes, with our thoughts, place limitations on ourselves that we shouldn't. If, if we're walking the path that God wants us to walk done, we should not put these limitations. Our thoughts sometimes give us doubt. We need to understand we can accomplish things if we think we can. Our thoughts are powerful and successful when paired with the Word of God. We need to commit our thoughts to godly work. I know thy works, thou art neither cold nor hot. I would not work cold nor hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Again, we cannot give our God part of ourselves, but we need to transform our minds and lives to the way of Christ and living according to his word in service. In closing, we need to keep our thoughts on things above. We need to be careful who we surround ourselves with. We need to continually gain knowledge and, and give knowledge of God's word. And we need to be confident in God's word. I'm going to finish with a story about a man. He was working as an electrician under an instructor. And he was advanced, long about to finish up. The instructor told him, he said, there's this job out there. You need to go visit with him. You got a job. So the guy's excited. He thought he had the job. So he goes in uh, to visit with the company thinking he had the job. He was going to go visit about pay, benefits, that type of stuff, about let's get this deal worked out so I can come to work for you. The guy didn't know 45 other people had applied for the job. And he went in thinking he had the job. And when the guy told him he had the job, and he told him 45 other people had applied for this, but you got it. He said, he went on and reflected. He said, you know, if I hadn't walked in knowing I had the job, I would have changed my approach. <laughs> thoughts, thoughts, thoughts are powerful. 
Our thoughts will drive, give us drive to go to heaven. Our thoughts will give us drive and drive us apart from God. Our thoughts are powerful. What we let in our minds are powerful. We need to be careful as Christians. We need to uh, try to guide others and try to help them and, and, and let them know why we have the hope we have. Thoughts are powerful, and we need to remember that. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.